0: And what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Obscurity Now, the show that takes a look at weird and obscure pieces of media, and then we decide if they should be remembered for all of time or tossed into the black hole of obscurity. My name is Steve, and I'm one of the hosts, and with me is a man who always gets the game over screen for actual reality. It's... It's your hell just <laughs> living here in my uh, virtual
1: hellhole notice tampa florida uh please i wish somebody with a 486 dx2 computer would uh you know call me then put the phone receiver on a different hook and suck me out of here and into the world of i don't know what 50 polygons per second vr of
0: 1995 how are you doing steve that's me that's how i'm doing I am uh, guess I'm doing a little bit better than you. I don't know. Now that I've been away from Tampa for so long, I'm actually a little... Nos- you,
1: you were just here a few months ago.
0: <laughs> no, I mean, you know, not living there, at least. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. It, it is al- different. I'm almost uh, nostalgic for it, um, but uh, but not enough to have you suck me in there with the power of a rotary phone <laughs> or a landline <laughs> or whatever it is they use in the show hey, that we are going to review today known as vr5 should you should come to florida man the, the omicron's nice and warm this time of year. <laughs> oh, <laughs> uh, it's down there partying right in panama city yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. it's got to float at the uh the pride parade this year oh <laughs> <laughs> well omicron is gay oh you heard it here first no, here no, on obscurity no, no, now just an
1: ally omicron's just an
0: ally oh. <laughs> Well, he does have a cool name. I'll give him that. Yeah, uh, yeah. Did you know there's like a, uh, I think he's like a funk singer named, Om- wait, Omaron. Yeah, that's his name. And there's like, uh, yeah, have you heard of that guy? No, no. Oh, you're no, not into, yeah. you're not into I, modern I, funk?
1: <laughs> I watched a show from 1995 today about virtual reality. No, Steve, <laughs> I don't know about a current artist.
0: <laughs> All right, well, before we get into it, uh, I've completely forget to mention this on every episode, we're here every Sunday at 3 p.m. and 6 p.m. talking about weird and obscure stuff. And as I mentioned before, we're talking about VR5 today, uh, a TV show that came on Fox, which is about virtual reality. And uh, as i is, it- I'm, is <laughs> <laughs> Well, we think it, it's really... Allegedly. <laughs> it's really just about 90s trends sort of rolled into 60 minutes to kind of like... Uh, uh, follow the coattails of uh, X-Files, but we'll get into that later. Um, sure. And uh, so, but as I mentioned in uh, the previous episode where we wrapped up 2021, <laughs> you don't ever have to worry about that year again. It's over and done with. Yeah. Uh, I got a uh, Oculus Quest, and that kind of, uh, I don't know, got me thinking about all the old uh, VR uh, nostalgia that went on uh, during the 90s. And then that led to VR5 here. So basically, January is the month of virtual reality here on Obscurity Now. So we've got a lot of other great to mediocre VR content coming up in the future. So make sure you stick around. Um, Wow, what a sell, Steve. Uh, (laughs) Oh, you know it's good. You know it's all good, baby. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um,
1: I mean, hey, if somebody was able to convince Fox to put this show on the air because mm-hmm. um, it, it, it's so, I, I mean I know you're going to get into the description but this show it I don't know like it was not what I expected is
0: what I'll say I think, all right, I think it had a it had a premise well obviously it had a premise uh, <laughs> I think it had a decent premise but poor execution but anyway let's talk about those people in the feature presentation section let's do it welcome to your feature presentation (laughs) can you believe that that's adam baldwin (laughs) yeah weird right he looks like adrian paul and renegade like had a had a baby or something or a third brother um just with wait. That. what do you I think you're confusing who Adam Baldwin is. He's not the long-haired guy. Oh, he's not? Who is Adam Baldwin? Not Adam.
1: The uh Adam Baldwin is the love interest,
0: uh construct fellow electrical oh. worker. Oh. Well, all right, so who's the, the... Guy that turns out to be a murderer. <laughs> who's the uh <laughs> Spoiler alert, bro? I
1: mean, come on. So, I mean, uh you're thinking of Michael e- Easton. He plays Duncan, the uh Duncan McLeod. He's, he's,
0: you mean Duncan yeah, McLeod? Guy, right. Who occasionally has like a surfer <laughs> accent. Right, right. He's basically I dubbed him in my notes like not Keanu Reeves or not Adrian Paul. Um but uh but yeah, we'll get to him. Yeah, uh, we'll get
1: we'll get we'll get to him. Mm-hmm.
0: So uh all right. Uh what are your memories, if any, of VR5, so... a show from nineteen ninety-five? <laughs> I got to tell you, Steve, when I, because
1: I suggested we cover this, mm-hmm. which would imply I have a familiarity with it of some sort. <laughs> I thought I had a familiarity with it as well, too. And I guess I just remembered the name VR5, but I was really thinking of VR Troopers.
0: Oh, and a show which we're going to cover I, next week. Which,
1: right. So I go to, like, uh, watch the show and I'm like. 45
0: minutes
1: (laughs) i'm like i thought uh vr troopers was like half an hour so you know without commercials like 22 minutes i'm like oh well maybe the first episode was just extra long or whatever right Uh, two-parter watch i'm like wow these production values are really high there's like helicopter shots (laughs) there's like cars being like you know like destroyed and shit i'm Mm -hmm. like and then finally like uh it literally took me like like, two or three minutes into it before I was like, you know what? This is a completely different show. Once I saw Adam Baldwin, actually, I think it was when, I, when the light went off. Like, Adam Baldwin was not in VR Troopers.
0: Yeah. Wow. <laughs> well, at least you figured it out. But, hey, I didn't even know who Adam Baldwin really was. So, I guess we're both uh, – we both deserve to be fired from this episode. Uh, yeah. Anyway, yeah. so, yeah. Okay. I remember actually watching this show. I was a huge – X Files fan uh, back in the '90s. Were, I'm just were you into the X Files back then? Oh yeah, yeah, of course. So yeah, I'm kind of surprised that this didn't uh, catch your eye because it was basically a mid-season replacement that uh, was basically made to ride the uh, coattails of the um, of the, like the X Files phenomenon that was going on, yeah. according to the creator slash uh, producer Janine Renshaw. Who also created Grey's Anatomy, or not created, produced Grey's Anatomy, Charmed, and Frequency. Um, and yeah, and that was like her quote to, like, I don't know, TV Guide or something that it was going to quote, capture the same creepy feeling of The X Files. Um, I mean, I did not get from the commercial that I found for
1: the show, because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sure I saw the TV promos mm-hmm. for it, uh, I did not get. Oh, this will be like X Files, mm-hmm. or like have a similar vibe at all from
0: the. Uh, hmm. I wish I would have watched that commercial. Uh, I mean, I remember watching it after, either after or before X Files, and just, I mean, of course, as a thirteen or twelve year old in the nineties, I was impressed that they they had VR in there. Um, but and then also <laughs> did they
1: have VR in there? They had did VR
0: they? in VR five. Believe it or not. I mean, oh, you mean like in the title? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> of course. I mean, that's just gonna put butts in the seats right there. Um, yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, um, and then I was like, yeah, this is this is pretty good. Um, but I, I mean, it didn't really last very long for me to even get invested. Uh, in fact, okay, so there's a little uh weirdness going on here with the um, the run. ...of the season, mm-hmm. um, according to IMDb. Okay, so this show basically... All right, premiered in 1995. 13 episodes. 10 of the episodes were aired during its first run um, on Fox in 1995. And then it says it went to 1997. But if you look for the premiere dates of the episodes, none of them premiered... Like, all 10 premiered in 1995. And then two of them premiered in '97 somehow. And I actually kind of vaguely remember vr coming back very briefly on fox and then just going away again um so maybe well, that's I t- what they're talking about
1: i can tell you that uh the full airing of all 13 episodes happened on the sci-fi channel
0: okay um, and that's when they aired uh the other three gotcha all right well thanks for clearing that up um so yeah the pilot premiered march 10th uh, 1995 And uh, here's, we had like two synopses here, one for the series and the pilot. Here's the series first. Young woman, Sydney, works in a telephone company, and she is sure that her father, Dr. Bloom, and sister died after an accident. Sydney's hobby is to play with virtual reality. She has found an ability in herself to enter into the human mind by using VR, Virtual Reality 5. Sydney is no ordinary person, and an influential, mysterious organization tries to use her. All right, and here's the uh, synopsis for the pilot episode, which is what we'll be reviewing today. A tech wizard with a tragic past discovers that she can use her top-of-the-line photo realistic VR tech to bring people into her VR world via phone <laughs> and see or alter their subconsciousness. She uses this on her date to see if he is a creep. <laughs> Which uh, I mean, that just sounds so. Che-
1: he he was a
0: creep, yeah. I guess. I mean, a murderer, though. So. It just seemed like reading that just seems so cheap. It's like you have, I mean, I get, I get it. It's supposed to be like a test to like figure out your your powers and abilities, but you know, you have this ability to ba- essentially control people, and like that's what you go with. But uh, anyway, we'll get into the um, further into the episode in a moment. This ep- The pilot was directed by Michael Cattleman, who also directed Quantum Leap, a much better show, X-Files, and most recently, Netflix's Cowboy Bebop, which wow. everyone seems to hate. Um, and this was um, written by Tanya St. John. And their most recent project is actually called Project Blue Book from 2019, she wrote uh, Lois and Clark and t- a 21 Jump Street episode, um, and then I guess that was the last of her, and this was uh, produced by uh, uh, Sa- Samoa Set Productions. Samoa and, Joe. Yeah, yeah, his, uh, his, his company, and basically, aside from this, they didn't really have much except for like a few TV movies, and uh, I will leave the cast to you, my good friend. Um, yeah,
1: so the cast, not huge, we've got Lori Singer, uh, in the lead, uh, Laurie Singer, uh, really, I, you know, I knew the name and I thought she had done more stuff and mm-hmm. I mean, it looks like her like last thing she did was a movie in 2017, but, um, yeah, I, I, she was like in, you know, a bunch of like late eighties movies, mm-hmm. nineties movies, but like, eh, not a lot of big parts per se.
0: I don't recognize um, her at all, to be honest. I,
1: I. I I really think she's mostly known from Fame initially, the, that oh, show. Okay. She was on there um on a lot of episodes of that. Mm-hmm. So uh but moving on, we've got Michael Easton who plays Duncan as we previously discussed. Um he's actually had a very good career.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um he's been uh most he's been on General Hospital for the last 10 years. <laughs> wow. Uh, he, yeah, and before that he was on One Life to Live for a bunch of years and he's just got a bunch of stuff done. He was in Mutant X. (laughs) Oh, I remember that. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe we should cover that. Oh, absolutely. Um, Yeah, so I think he's also pretty well known from Ally McBeal. Mm -hmm. Um, We also have Will Patton, who another guy that's been in a bunch of stuff, kind of uh, as a supporting actor, never, never the lead. Mm -hmm. He was in uh, Armageddon, is where like I initially recognized him Ah. from. Uh, But he was in the Postman, the Mothman Chronicles, like a bunch of shit. Uh then we've got uh Adam Baldwin. Uh I think most people know him from Firefly. Mm. Uh most people that will listen to our show. We got Pen Gillette. I think everybody knows oh, yeah. who yeah Gillette <laughs> is. Uh comedian slash magician. <laughs> right. Extraordinaire. Uh David McCullum. Um who he played Dr. Bloom um i maybe he's in like later episodes but mm-hmm. he doesn't have a big part here he's still active despite being a very old man <laughs> he's been in ncis since
0: 2003 St- steve 18 years he's been on ncis well i can't believe that show's even run for that long but good I for it disgusted. and him i guess. <laughs> we should be as as americans yeah there's some other people but the only other two people i want to discuss
1: is luis fletcher who plays nora bloom uh, I know her as Kai Winn from Star Trek: Deep Space Nine, and I could not fucking believe she was in this. Mm-hmm. But then, but then, who did I see pop up? Robert Wait, Picardo, the
0: dude from Voyager.
1: Yes, the doctor yeah. from Voyager. Uh, oh, whoops! He's got about
0: five. No. nice. Here it is. Ah, oh no! We've just entered another Star Trek connection. Ah. Yeah, I like, oh, I recognized him. I'm like, there's our Star Trek connection right there. Yeah.
1: yeah uh, Louise Fletcher was great in Deep Space Nine. Great villain. This is the first role I've ever seen her not play like a crazy evil person. Uh, so I, I assume she turns into a crazy evil person. Uh, probably not. But uh, right. Steve, uh, before we get into the show, mm-hmm. just to kind of give everybody uh, an idea of the, of the pop culture zeitgeist. Yeah. Uh, of the time i did pull up a few facts Mm -hmm. about just what was going on in uh march of 1995 which is when the show
0: debuted uh do you remember the number one song in march of 1995 oh i bet it was something terrible something probably from mariah carey i bet Ooh, not, not necessarily
1: too far off it was take a bow by madonna
0: uh there you go uh any guesses as to the number one film 95 uh, well something michael bay i'm guessing nope but it's somewhat topical outbreak
1: oh nice so, nice yeah. uh also a couple other things uh they're both kind of related so this aired uh the pilot episode of vr5 aired in march 20th mm-hmm. and i don't know if this is related to it maybe maybe this was the inspiration to just get back out there but on March 18th, two days before, Michael Jordan announced that he was ending his 17-month NBA retirement. <laughs> and uh, March 19th, as, a, as if to get one up
0: on VR5, he, Michael Jordan rejoined the Chicago Bulls and beat the Pacers. So are you saying that because of Michael Jordan rejoining the NBA, that's why, spoiler alert, VR5 got canceled? That's why they didn't get another season? I'm saying that Lori Singer VR
1: fived into Michael Jordan's brain uh, a few days before and like convinced him to
0: uh, come back. <laughs> whoa, whoa! <laughs> I, I mean, you know, you can't rule it out. You really can't. It's
1: the season finale of uh, VR Five, the series finale.
0: Well, uh, one guy you left out of the cast, just not to go too far back, but you left out. Uh, I don't know how many Buffy the Vampire Slayer fans listen slash watch listen/watch us, but uh, Anthony Stewart Head, who was a, uh, you know, he played Giles. Did you ever watch Buffy back in the day? Ever? Not really. I don't see him. He, is he not in the first episode? No, no. He's, uh, he's in some other
1: ones. Um, ah, Okay, yeah. I only looked at the cast from the, from the pilot.
0: Right, right. Well, um, little known fact, he actually used to be known as Anthony Roadhead back in the day. He changed his name. Okay. Uh, is that <laughs> some kind of
1: relation to Road Dog? Uh- <laughs> <laughs> Just a bad joke. He could have, he could have, he could have tag-teamed with the uh, New Age Outlaws. And, uh- <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right. That joke flopped harder than a whale in the desert. All right. Moving on. <laughs> Mo- All right. so
1: harder than VR5. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Place. For sure. Um, dude, uh All right. So is the zeitgeist um sets Oh yeah 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 just had a few just had a few
1: facts to to get people uh in the March 1995 mindset
0: uh, Madonna show. Yeah that's like one thing I hated about the 90s is the the pop pop music anyway
1: <laughs> Oh as, as, I'm sure you're loving it now
0: Yeah it's so much better um <laughs> All right so let's dive into this episode which felt a lot longer than it actually was <laughs> Um, All right. So we got our cold open here. It takes place uh, in the past, which we are told um, it takes place in Pasadena, California in 1978. A man brings a box home to his wife and twin daughters and their neighborhood friend who looks suspiciously like Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Um, (laughs) It's uh, oh, and then we discover it's got an old school computer in it. And um, I liked when he was, like, explaining the computer to the wife and it's, uh, like, the amount of, like, RAM and everything that was in it. I'm sure, like... He's he's like, like, it's got 16K of memory. Yeah, this thing's gonna...
1: Doesn't he say something like, I could almost a whole book
0: in it right yeah something like this like this thing's gonna change our life baby yeah we're gonna be riding high and for some reason he's british yet the daughters and the wife aren't i don't understand that but maybe it's explained later in the series well the daughters just aren't as classy as him i, I suppose that's it so yeah um dad uh he also explains that uh i like it when he uh, in order to appeal to his daughters he's like We can also use it for games. And they're like, ooh, games. And he's like, "Uh, is this better than Pong? And I was like, bitch, nothing's better than Pong. Now go to your room.
1: (laughs) Now that may not have
0: happened. But uh, yeah, anyway. Um, So Daughter goes outside to retrieve a TV because I guess they have to hook this computer up to a regular TV. And then as she. Which was a thing with a lot of uh, computers back then. Sure. Your Candies and your Atari computers. Right. And um, as she's out there, um, she um, runs into a dude in a suit. It's revealed that um, that twin that went out there is our uh, protagonist, uh, Sydney. Uh, And uh, let's see. He goes inside and says he has a message for uh, Sydney's dad. Yeah, he says that um, he has a message for Sydney's dad. Um, and, um, yeah. And so she goes back in and, um, tells, uh, mom and dad that the guy's out there and then they kind of freak out and they make Jonathan Taylor Thomas go home. And, <laughs> and he goes, for some reason he quotes Shakespeare and says, parting is such sweet sorrow and leaves. Uh, mom tells the girls to get dressed, that they're going out. Uh, dad comes up and says they're going for ice cream. It starts to rain um the girls start oh yeah so uh dad takes uh, oh yeah i'm left out a scene where <laughs> sorry the girls are up in their room uh the suited man is discussing with mom and dad about some something. stuff yeah that they're overhearing it's uh it's very vague then dad comes up and says they're going for ice cream right for whatever dad had told that suited man like i told you
1: never to come here when he first showed up so right right you know
0: there's something up then they finally go to get ice
1: cream and I was very confused as to why his car crashed, like, other than it, the road being wet. Like, he just – it seemed like he purposely tried to crash it or something because
0: yeah. it just, like, suddenly starts veering into, <laughs> I don't know, a cliff. Right, <laughs> right, right. Uh, yeah, so girls start crying. There's a car accident. Sydney lives. Everyone else dies. Like have... It's not just a car accident. they They, they like, go into
1: – actually, Steve – this is when I realized it wasn't VR uh, Troopers. <laughs> I remember now because with the deaths, they, it, yeah, the car like you know goes off like a ledge or something, goes into like a body of water, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and the car is being submerged. And you know you can see like the kids are inside the car, and I'm kind of surprised they filmed this with the actual kids, like <laughs> fully submerged, like in this car. Yeah, you know, surrounded by water, so they're all drowning, mm-hmm. and only one of the kids gets out. And uh, I was like wow, this is really dark for VR Troopers. And then
0: I was like, this, this <laughs> can't be VR Troopers.
1: <laughs> Can you imagine oh, they are killing kids like on Fox Kids Afternoon?
0: VR 5 and VR Troopers is the crossover we never knew we wanted. Um, I would argue VR Troopers is, uh,
1: I don't know. I, I was going to say it uses VR more than this, but but not really.
0: Well, we're going to find out again next week. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So, uh, so yeah. Yeah. I mean, I actually thought the cold open was pretty decent. It made me sort of, uh, intrigued to see what else was going to go on. And, uh, and just to make sure it's uh, obvious, uh, Sydney lives, everyone else in the car dies. And, uh, yeah. So, so the cold open kind of did it for you as well. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it
1: was a pretty solid cold open. Um, really caught me off guard because uh, <laughs> again I thought this was a Fox kids show <laughs> so it was oh extra impactful
0: for me that's awesome all right so 17 years later we're now in Los Angeles Sydney is doing phone repair on top of a skyscraper and uh, as you do yeah sure and um like I thought some some of the cinematography at the beginning was actually pretty cool uh you mentioned mm-hmm. some you know, helicopter shots and whatnot. Um, like I'd say in that regard, that's actually like a plus, at least for this show. But yeah, as we're going to see, there's a lot of minuses coming our way. Um, sure are. Yeah, so Sydney works with um, Adam Baldwin. Do you remember his name? I didn't write it down for some reason. Um, um, Scott. Ah, uh, there it is. And he's, yeah, and they have like a sort of weird co-worker flirty relationship. And he's like, oh, we just started working together and I already like you more. Uh, like, I hope you sure like working with me. Otherwise, I'm going to have to work with butt crack Watkins. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just like, oh, God. And then this is definitely, yeah, the, the dialogue in this is uh, pretty bad. It's like after the cold open. We plunge to some pretty bad depths uh, going on, and anyway, he leaves. I guess to go, or no, he's done. Actually, he's like clocking out. But Sydney wants to hang around and just listen to random phone conversations, and uh, then we get the opening credits. And now Sydney is at home playing the most basic-looking VR game since before Virtua Fighter One. Yeah, the computer graphics looked awful i but, mean even for 1995 like right but this is like i mean like this is why we watch this because it's hilariously bad um yeah and uh and i loved uh, slash i guess love hate i get, ironically loved when um shows would do this or shows slash and movies would do this uh back in the 90s and you know your internet at home wouldn't look anything like theirs on uh on tv right, or right. in the movies and yeah, like I like, remember the UI for like their
1: computer is completely uh, uh, super unrealistic. Right. Always like it was always, it would always somehow be both more simplistic than what you would use mm-hmm. in real life, but
0: also way more advanced. Right. It was either too good or too bad. Like I remember the UI in Mission Impossible, the Tom, the first Mission Impossible, like looked awesome. Uh-huh. I'm just like, man, why doesn't mine look like that? I'm stuck here with AOL. Oh, God, help me out. <laughs> um, but, uh, But yeah, so I was definitely on board for this. Like, I thought it was hilarious. And um, at this point, at least. um, And I wrote down, like, what year is this supposed to take place? Because that's the weird thing is, like... Nobody just had random VR, like, laying around in the 90s. You had to go to, a, like, one of those arcades where you paid, like, 30 bucks for one hour to, like, stand there and, you know, move your hands around yeah. with the big... Uh... And, and, and even then, like, it was hard to find arcades that had that stuff.
1: Because, mm-hmm. like, at the time, Virtuality uh, was a company that made, like, basically the company that made VR arcade stuff. And those VR, those virtuality machines. I'm trying to remember the price. I used to know because I did a video that covered some of their stuff. But I want to say that some of those arcade machines were like seventy-five to a hundred thousand dollars or something like that. So, wow. uh, you know, the you weren't really gonna buy that. You know, your average arcade wasn't gonna just buy that. So,
0: right. Well, um, she explains later how she has like a VR um, setup, which we'll get to. Um, I'm just curious. Do you remember? the first time you ever played a vr game slash machine yeah it was a virtuality uh machine
1: um like in the i want to say like 99 or something like that where i, I don't even think that they were virtuality was around anymore but I, you know i was i don't know a kid, I happened to have them and it was cool like in, uh, in tampa
0: or uh, uh i want to say it was orlando okay I, I think like I think like maybe it was back
1: when I I, I now I'm starting to think I'm mixing up my years, but there used to be like an arcade at Disney.
0: Oh, Disney uh, Quest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Disney that Man. was my first place too. Yeah, where I played. Oh play. my god, Steve, yeah. we have so much in common. Oh my god, Steve, we should maybe, totally maybe, do. Maybe, maybe,
1: should we kiss?
0: I was <laughs> I was going to say <laughs> we should totally do a podcast, but uh, but you made it weird. Good for you. Um, No, no, I was going to. There was. I remember I had a couple of chances, but they were just so expensive. I remember you ever go to Qzar in Tampa? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I remember they had a couple of uh, one or two VR machines, but again, it was like 30 bucks for maybe not even an hour, maybe like 30 minutes. And I was like, screw that. Yeah, I
1: don't don't think it was an hour.
0: Yeah, so yeah, it wasn't until much later. I would say I I didn't even get to Disney Quest till late 90s early 2000s and got to play there and when it first opened it was cool but then later they just they never bothered to upgrade but anyway um going on with vr5 here um so yeah cut to sydney um is at another repair job her co-worker scott says she's got no one to go home to um then she's back at home again um like basically <laughs> there's really only like two three sets in the entire pilot that we see um she tries to call her coworker for a date but she's too scared um, while on the computer her roommate let's call him not Adrian Paul shows up talking about Australia like wait is he her roommate though because it doesn't he like live on a roof yeah well at, I was so confused at this point yeah i didn't um i didn't realize that i just assumed since he was there i didn't realize he was basically like her Kramer. <laughs> like, right. Like, he lives near her. See, yeah.
1: Like,
0: right. We see, like, them hang
1: out at his area or whatever. And it seems like it, it's, it was so dark. And, you know, the the quality of the uh, video wasn't good. But it looked like it was like a roof. And there was a tent back there. So the implication is he's living up there.
0: And. He's got like lights and shit up there. It was very confusing. And the thing that made it even more confusing, because it is definitely the roof, I'm fairly certain, but there's also a uh, phone booth up there for some reason. Yeah, it's like, but that's like what, the most be a phone booth on, on the roof of a building. <laughs> it's like that's the typical like, um, you know, when we talked about that uh, that's the first episode when we talked about that Sega um, uh, thing. Absolutely, In- Rose Street. Yeah, yeah, the whole like. We gotta have a weird warehousey hangout place, uh, right? That's yeah. a very '90s trope. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. either the
1: apartment has to look warehousey, or you know somebody has to
0: have like some kind of setting,
1: a studio where they do their art.
0: Right, <laughs> right. Know? I mean, even uh, like I remember even Nash Bridges, his like apartment, half a wall had been knocked down because of an earthquake, and then they just built around it. It, it like made no sense. Uh, but yeah, you're right. A '90s trope, completely. Uh, but yeah, so I guess she's he's his neighbor technically. He's <laughs> we'll just call him Kramer. Uh, but uh, anyway, mm-hmm. so when she's playing, she starts playing this flying game, and again, watching her play it was freaking hilarious. Um, yeah, she's got like the VR headset on, mm-hmm. and uh, which is like, j- j- which looks like just like big
1: sunglasses. Yeah, probably. I was
0: I remember even watching it back then because like. I'm pretty sure the first movie I ever watched about VR was <clears throat> was The Lawnmower Man. You know, they have the huge, like full mm-hmm. helmet. Yeah. And here she just has the sunglasses. I remember even back then being a little disappointed. But yeah, here she puts yeah. on her sunglasses. She has the gloves and she's holding <laughs> out her arms like this. Yeah. <laughs> it looks so ridiculous. Now, I, I
1: wanna say though, the gloves mm-hmm. are not that far off from Reality because there was this thing called um, the data glove, mm-hmm. and um, this guy that was a pioneer in vi- virtual reality seems like John or Juan's something. I it doesn't matter. But anyways, he it was something that he had like helped create, and you would use that to manipulate objects like in the first virtual reality systems. And it was not too this, you know, they were pretty thin. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they were connected to like another system and had wires. But, anyways, the data glove is actually the technology that the power glove for Nintendo was based off of, coincidentally. But, nice. but, Yeah, the the headset itself is ridiculous. And then later on, like we have a scene where they are wearing the real VR headsets, right? Uh, the giant, freaking headsets that you know wrap all around your head that weigh twenty pounds. Mm-hmm.
0: So, ah, just weird. Yeah, yeah. And so, just to be clear, because things are gonna mix up here in a bit like in the first two instances where she uses vr It's like actual like really basic computer graphics um, Which which is why we uh, watch this thing because that's what we came to see Um, but then okay, so All right. Let's see. Where was I? Okay. uh, Okay, and then so she's playing the game then her boss uh, pindelet calls about a, a car or something and then um he gets oh no no, no. it's not her
1: boss it's just her neighbor earlier right. she, when she had tried to go to work he was blocking her uh her car was blocking him or her car his car was blocking her and she yells to Pendulette's character hey get it down and he's like oh he's like on the phone he's like can't you see i'm running a business here i can't i don't have time to whatever he makes some you know misogynistic comic <laughs> you know because he's a bad guy right by the way did you find that there was like a lot of like weird comments about women in the script? Like earlier you kind of mentioned one which is when Adam Baldwin's character tells her, "Oh, you got no boyfriend or man or or husband to come home to." Mm-hmm. And there's lots of stuff like that like well, about women and this was written by a woman, so it's, like, right. it's really
0: weird. Yeah, I think maybe she thought she was just Given the men what they wanted <laughs> um i don't know but uh but i mean i think that first remark was just to tell us that you know she was was available that sydney's on the market and available yeah. or whatever well I, well I will say anybody who makes like the
1: comment is like a bad guy, no that's not even true because later when she meets up with the university professor that's all about vr that knows all about vr Mm -hmm. he tells her
0: something like go back to the sorority you know oh right yeah 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 hmm um hmm. i mean maybe that's how she views the world or or the creator i don't know
1: yeah so just just kind of interesting both because that guy ends up not being a bad guy right uh so it's just uh, most of the men here like throw out at least one
0: uh except for duncan throw out one weird comment about being a woman well, see duncan is the modern man these other guys are just old uh you know douchebags um, yeah yeah they're just not as evolved as him um so yeah pendulet gets uh sucked into the flying game and this is but, when but how does it work you have to explain okay how this works. all right so these vr games they take place all right, is she on the phone when she's playing the the flying game so, before? So this is what
1: this is what happened because I okay. didn't really
0: like. I, I had to go back
1: and watch it twice. Not not
0: the whole fucking thing.
1: Right, right. Uh, just a couple scenes, but so she gets on the phone with him, and she's like, oh, "Okay, whatever, yada yada," uh-huh. and she's distracted by the game, and instead of putting the phone. Uh, back down in its usual receiver oh that's what she happens puts it on another one that's like connected to the computer mm-hmm. uh, why was there i mean i don't know what modem has a phone receiver <laughs> slotted it but this one does so she puts it down on there and that's how like he ends up getting sucked into the vr world and then like you said instead of it being like this like really crappy like worse than an n64 like graphics like just really bad like mm-hmm.
0: um CG- polygon graphics yeah. set,
1: Man, I, w- I would say less polygons than Star Fox and Super Nintendo.
0: Right. Uh, yeah, yeah. It looks like the Super FX chip minus the yeah. Super. <laughs> right. It was a little smoother frame rate, but other than that.
1: Like, <laughs> right. Anyways, that's when, like, instead of it being a VR polygonal world, it's, like, this, like, weirdly colored... Uh regular real full motion video and did you read about how they shot that those scenes
0: yes i'm glad you brought that up they and this is what they what people assume might have been the show's downfall they said they shot them uh in black and white and then went in and manually colored them later uh and i weird yeah and i just i'm just trying to imagine how they would do that back in 1995 um and it said, let's see, I haven't written down here, that it would make the episodes take, like, four weeks longer to come out? Uh, let's see. I
1: think they mean that, like, for each of those scenes, it could take, like, up to four weeks to, uh, uh, at, at to complete. They, okay. Yeah, this effect took four weeks to create for each episode. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And it also... So, basically, like, however many of those scenes, like, each episode had...
0: It would take them four weeks to get them done. Right, right. And it added significantly to their budget. Um, but, I mean, after watching this show, I mean, I think that's just one of their uh, their many problems. <laughs> but, but you know what's crazy?
1: So I also read that the show had a budget of $1.5 million per episode. Okay. Um the budget for Star Trek TNG was Mm. about a million per episode Mm. and it looked way better. Like all the effects, like everything looked way better. Like I, it's, it's crazy. Um, but you know, it's a network show. So I'm sure there's like more bureaucratic expenses, right. Than a syndicated show.
0: Sure. Sure. Um, so yeah, so now they're inside the weird, like non, as Yale said, non polygonal, um, VR world. it looks like a like a college art film, basically, like something you would see at like a film festival. Yeah, uh, it, it
1: looks like they basically like turned the saturation up on some of the colors, sure, and then the other stuff is just like white or something. It's very weird. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, but like Pendulette is like flying through there. He's like falling, and she catches him because you know mm-hmm. she was flying in the game. Uh, And she like brings him down to earth and he's like yelling about what's he doing there and blah blah. She's like, I don't know, yada yada, eventually brings him down. And this whole like scene is like so weird. Then like he goes to finally move his car because I guess to to him, this is real. Everything Mm -hmm. that's happening. He goes to move his car. He like backs up into like another car or hits something uh, and then like a steamroller starts coming down right. <laughs> and he can't open his door. So he like goes out the window of mm-hmm. uh, his car, barely gets out the car. Get they legitimately steamrolled a fucking like Corvette.
0: Yeah. Uh,
1: there goes like uh, you know, hundred K of your budget. Right. Um, And then he's like jumps – he sees like a bus and he's Mm. like, I'm going in this bus. And she's like, no, I don't know like what's going to happen if you do that. (laughs) And like in the bus, like a bunch of weird stuff happens. But most importantly, he catches on fire. Mm -hmm. Uh, Her outfit – she looks at herself in the mirror and she's wearing like some – I guess it's supposed to be like a cool leathery outfit and she's supposed to be looking hot. And she looks at herself like, oh, look at me.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like <laughs> she looked like a fucking mess. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't
0: know, some, uh, steampunk cosplayer or something. Like,
1: like a very Matrix, like black outfit. Pre,
0: yeah. Pre Matrix on Kmart Matrix. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Uh, you know, the RC Cola of Ma- Matrix. You outfit. son of a
0: bitch. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah.
1: yeah yeah, and eventually she like pulls down on the uh lever to like stop the bus Mm -hmm. and that
0: lever actually
1: gets her out of the virtual reality
0: right and that's and even though she doesn't explain it right then and there that's when she realizes that in order to get out of these weird experiences she has to find this uh like object or something that she has to touch and that's what gets her out of um out of this vr world um yeah, I think she calls it like an escape key or something.
1: Yes, that's later it. On.
0: And then she also realizes cuz she tries to to do it again. She ends up back at home after all this craziness. And then she realizes she has to make a connection with someone in or in order to get into their mind. So uh so not Keanu Reeves uh goes to his payphone up on the roof and uh calls her up and then they have sort of like a Cinemax style VR makeout session. But he turns into her coworker, to Adam Baldwin Yeah, before they even make out. Yeah. Right. Before they get a chance to make out.
1: But, but Steve, like he's like, it's like they're in a jungle, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Except there's like a shower head. Yeah. And the guy's just like Duncan's just like showering. You know, he's covered up by the leaves and shrubbery mm-hmm. or whatever. And she's like, I always wondered what was on the other side of the shower. And then he goes because uh, he goes to her place to shower, which we saw earlier when he was mm-hmm. visiting. So she goes, I always wonder what was on the other side of the shower. Uh, and he goes, I always wanted you to find out.
0: <laughs> See, that's like, yeah, that's like softcore porn level of dialogue that you can expect from VR5.
1: And then once she goes over to him and like starts taking her clothes off, like he turns into uh, Adam Baldwin. But mm. the, the, the weird thing to me about this is like, so she is into him also
0: then. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: And he's into her, and, mm-hmm. like, she knows this now, because, like, later on, she may not realize right now she's, like, tapping into people's subconscious, but later she does, mm-hmm. and this is never brought up again.
0: Right. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's, like, uh... it might be brought up
1: later in other episodes, but you would think you'd come back to this, because mm-hmm. you made, you know, a
0: whole fucking scene about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, basically, the writing is not good for VR5. Oh, is it? Um, is it not? It is not good. Um... Also, uh, we'll get to that at the end. Let's just uh, there's not too much left here of the episode. Let's just power through. (laughs) Uh, No, no, it's okay. Um, That's why we're here. So she's back at work. Um, The co coworker Scott is flirting with her again. He asks her. He asks her if she's ready to connect, (laughs) and she says no and leaves. That's kind of a funny line. Stupid, but funny. Uh, right. So she decides to go talk to someone and get more answers about VR, and um, it's the guy from Voyager. Um, and this time they do the even bigger VR helmets and uh, and suits, and then he sends her to an even bigger VR guy, the uh, the godfather of VR, as they or grandfather, whichever word they the, and he's known as Doctor Morgan. And this was kind of a weird scene as she's walking into the um, this university. She goes to this university because he's a professor. He, you're hearing his professor voice. Of VR, I guess. Right, like, of course. Like yeah, I mean, you can... Else. Yeah, I mean, that's, you know, <laughs> in any community college, there's a professor of VR, I'm sure. Um, sure, especially in 95. And there's a weird misdirect because she's walking in and... Um, he's, I guess she starts calling out, he's like, Dr. Morgan? And he's like, I'm, I'm over here. And they start talking about uh, VR and kind of like the definition of virtual reality. And he's like, you're hearing my voice. And now your mind has to like fill in the rest. And through a door, you see like, a, like the back of like an elderly man standing. And I guess we as the audience are supposed to assume that that's him. I mean, which I did. I'll admit that I did. And then when she gets there, boom, surprise, it's actually a younger guy. And I guess they were trying to, like, prove a point or something about virtual reality. Um, but really, it just ended up being weird and kind of clunky. Like, what did you think of that uh, of that scene?
1: Yeah, I, I don't really get it either what the point of that was. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I guess it was just to kind of be like, hey, you know, not everything is as it seems. Right. But... It, it ended up just being kind of confusing and just odd mm,
0: yeah um, absolutely, so it, it ended up being more of a distraction than than anything in, in sure, life. and then basically she tries to have a conversation with him about uh VR <laughs> and again there's uh there's some more misogynistic uh talk where he's like he's like, VR what you and your boyfriend go play a VR game at the mall and he fill you up and you not like it?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like what? I was like I it's her boyfriend. Like I'm like, I don't, I don't. I'm like, why wouldn't she like it? Like it's her boyfriend. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I wish Bruce Campbell would have played that role. It would have been so much better. But anyway, uh It's really, really weird. Like I
1: wonder what this Dania Saint John person I mean, I saw like I mean, they've worked on a lot of shows I liked. Mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. you know, she I liked Lois and Clark, uh right. the Adventures of Superman and uh excuse me. You know, she, she's she's i don't know she she's got like a bunch of like decent stuff like well-received stuff at least on her resume but jesus fuck like what
0: yeah maybe they were just like trying to make a statement but just she's failing making- while doing it i don't know i agree because later like uh duncan makes tries to
1: make some philosophical statement oh about, god uh, all that like how, yeah go ahead he's he's like oh did you know that like uh if a six acre uh wide oh, meteor god. like hit the earth uh, it would, like, plunge us into a nuclear winter and all life would cease to exist. And I thought, like, that was going to be the end of it, right? Like, okay. And then there's, like, a long measured pause, and he goes, kind of makes you think paying taxes
0: is pointless. Oh, God, yeah. That, <laughs> like, what? That, he what? was basically, like, uh, who is, he was... He's like that character who... He showed up in some of those 90s cartoons that we watched. Um... Like from GI Joe Extreme, I remember there was a guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just just like the uh, the '90s guy, the 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 '90s yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm glad you're on board with that. Uh, There, I was kind of uh, interest. One thing I did find kind of interesting is um, uh, Doctor Morgan uh, asks like a. Sydney about her setup asks if she's a home brewer and like, I didn't even know that the term home brew like existed back in the nineties. I mean, I never even heard that term until I don't know. I guess I started getting into like new grounds in the early two thousands and people started. I
1: I think like home brew was around as a term for other stuff like uh beer making and like those kind of things. That makes sense. So, um, yeah, the, the the term was around, but it wasn't really used for, you know, like, necessarily, like, at least not used that often for, like, stuff related to computers or, like, sure. programming. But it makes sense, right? Because, like, it's something the audience would,
0: would understand. Right, right, right. And this is where we find out <laughs> where Sydney got her uh, awesome VR system. And basically, it's just from, like, uh, picking up pieces from around her, like, various uh, phone repair jobs, it makes just, no sense. No, no. Why would a phone company have VR equipment lying around? Uh, like, maybe that would make sense to, like, an ignorant crowd in the 90s, but... <laughs> now, I will say, I'm not convinced that,
1: the, that they were doing telephone work, to be honest, because I thought it was more, like, electrical, because why would they be, like, on the roof doing, like, all this, like, telephone work with all these, like, wires and stuff, and it seemed like they were checking... But then they are talking about like making connections. So
0: I mean, I just thought they had him up there because it looked cinematically interesting. That's all. Like Yeah, you're probably right. I, I mean,
1: and I know that the company she works for is called like Telcom or something mm-hmm, like that or
0: mm-hmm. Telco
1: or uh, something really generic, but
0: I don't know. Yeah, nobody wants to see like Sydney in just a regular suburban neighborhood just up on the, you know, the old posts and, you know, cutting a few wires they're gonna be up on a skyscraper right, right. it's bigger and huge anyway mm-hmm. uh so let's see um he uh sydney starts asking um dr morgan about like how far he's gotten as far as uh, i guess how deep into the vr world and he says he's only gotten to like i don't know two or three senses and she's yeah, like she's, a,
1: he's, she's like have you gotten all five senses yeah he and, says like when he, he says a such a Dumb line about how uh, when he, like, tried to get sense of smell working, like, his computer system caught on
0: fire or something. (laughs) It's so stupid. First of
1: all, how would you get the sense of
0: smell? Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's clear that the creators of the show slash writer, I mean, you know, they did the bare minimum of research for VR, or if any at all.
1: I think because people knew so little about VR Mm -hmm. back then, like, one... Either the writers thought they could get away with, like, saying, making up whatever about it because no one's really going to know any better. Mm -hmm. Or two, I, you know, from doing research when I was doing my Sega VR video, you know, back then, like, people thought, like, oh, you know, who knows what the uh, the potential of VR seemed unlimited. So this might have just been something
0: that they thought, well, maybe one day this will be a part of. (laughs) Right, right, right. Uh, so yeah, basically, uh, Dr. Morgan tells, uh, Sydney to stop going so deep into the VR world because it's, it's going to be dangerous. She's going to fly too close to the sun and she might get Mm -hmm. burned. I mean, you know, the dialogue wasn't that good, but you know, you can use your imagination. (laughs) Yeah. There was no Icarus, um, (laughs) uh, metaphor. Yeah. Uh, she calls her mom and brings her mom into the uh, VR world, um, I don't think there was really any too much um that this is where we basically discover about the escape key um and then basically then she goes visits her mom for real and that's where we discover that the mom has become for lack of a better term a vegetable um mm-hmm. Sydney asks uh, what happened in the cold open Oh yeah I guess it's important that she when she's in the VR world she she's talking to her mom and asking her what happened you know back Back in the day, what we saw in the cold open, and Mom says right. she doesn't remember. Mom takes, uh, and you know, really, she's just suppressing it. She then she takes a bunch of pills, and then uh, Sydney uh, zaps out, and then she goes and visits her in real life. She's a vegetable. Now, uh, <laughs> did I did I miss anything important there? I think I got it all. No, I think I think you got it all there. Okay, now she's back at work, and the coworker asks her out to <laughs> lookout point, which. <laughs> That's like, that's like Archie level of like typical, like, uh, you ever go to look out point kid? Uh, nope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They I might as well call like it makeup. out slash nineties trope. You exactly. Know. Exactly. Um, uh, so the workday ends, uh, Sydney bumps into the suited man from the cold open, um, very briefly. Uh, and then, so, and, and then Sydney is, I guess, hanging out with a roommate on top of the building, uh, and that's when I realized that that's where he lived, and I was like, "Oh, he's so quirky, hilarious." He tells mm-hmm. Sydney to set up uh, a fake VR date with the coworker uh, dude to, I guess, find out his uh, intentions. And um, right. he basically ends up being a uh, rapist murderer. Um, then Sydney goes back to Doctor Morgan. Um, Doctor Morgan says that a dude <laughs> crashed a VR plane. <laughs> It ended up in a hospital.
1: <laughs> yeah, he said that. Uh, she's like, uh, has anybody ever died? You know, um, uh, and he says that like there was a pilot. Uh, he, I guess he was like a drone junkie. He wanted to know what it was like to crash like 40,000 <laughs> feet. You know, from 40,000 feet. He wanted to feel it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and for whatever reason, this guy lets him. Right. <laughs> and then uh, she's like, did he die? And she goes, he goes, no. But he ended up in a coma. And <laughs> <knows> why? What? <laughs> Well, and then he's, he's like, he like tells her, like, uh, you, uh, you you better stop now. So maybe if you stop now, maybe you'll be able to sleep at night. Because I sure as hell can't.
0: <laughs> that was a great performance there. Uh, I mean, we could we could actually infer, you know, what we find out later is that, you know, may, maybe he made up that story. Because, um, you know, of course, it's bullshit. But, or, I mean, maybe in the world of VR5, something like that actually happened uh i don't know what do you think do you think it actually happened or do you think he made it up to scare sydney away i i, I think it happened <laughs> that makes it i think hilarious then i think i think it happened uh, sorry right. uh but but the important thing here is that he says that um you know just because somebody's thinking horrible things doesn't mean they're actually going to do it in real life so she goes back on yet another VR date, and she turns the tables on the VR coworker. Um, like he, uh, can you describe what happens there? How she turns the tables? I'm sorry. How? Because like, um, all right. So she goes back to the date.
1: And oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah.
0: So the virtual date. She goes mm. back, and rather than like,
1: because in the first time he like just starts choking her, you mm-hmm. know, um, and trying to kill her. Mm-hmm. Now she knows that what that's what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. She ends up just like running and like calling him out on mm-hmm. like uh, accusing him basically of like murder or whatever. She's like, says, I know what you did, even though she doesn't. Right. And then because of that, I guess the idea is because she's tapping into subconscious, like she starts to like see images of the people that he's killed. So, like, right. you know, like his ex-wife that he killed pops up some girl that went to like uh, the university he was working at mm-hmm. pops up. Uh, and like she sees where he's buried them, um, and uh, yeah, she ends up uh, just basically then exiting. Right, uh, she runs
0: and hits that tel- like there's like a uh, I don't know, a call box, whatever you want to call it, emergency call yeah. box, and hits that and something esca- I don't remember and, what.: it was. Yeah, and escapes and Sydney and uh, Duncan McLeod go to look out back to lookout point um, to look for evidence. Uh, and then Sydney goes on the date anyway. And uh, did you notice the music playing in the background on this date? Yeah, it I didn't is understand that. so bad. It's like not even really like the sort of what you would think it would be, which would, you know, you would assume it would be like sort of cheesy, I don't know, uh, you know, mm-hmm. adult contemporary or whatever, but. I can't even describe it, but it's bad. Whatever it is, it's bad.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: yeah. And, um, like, uh, Sydney tries to very, very cleverly, uh, cl- start asking the guy about his past. So he just goes ahead and pulls out a knife. Um, Sydney runs, runs from the phone, you know, the phone that she used to escape before. And, uh, obvi- I don't know what she was going to do in between the time to- period of time, that uh, she got to the phone and him chasing her, but he just ends up hitting her with the uh, butt of the knife and just uh, leaves her lying there. Uh, she sees the remains of one of his dates, and then a chase ensues. I mean, I guess you could assume that he was looking for a shovel to bury her. Yes, um, guess. She... He's, maybe he's like a big fan of Buried Alive matches. <laughs> and, uh... <laughs> oh, man. Uh, he was looking for his, uh, undertaker under ruse. Um, yes, and, uh, sees another poorly hidden body like those. I mean, he did a, he did a terrible job, uh, burying the other bodies. I guess he wanted to do her right. Uh, but, uh, let's see, he trip. he ends up tripping and falling on the knife. And then Dr. Morgan shows up out of nowhere. And, uh, Sidney's like, Oh, why, you know, why are you here? Dr. Morgan? And he's like, well, I hacked your VR. And then that, this is when Dr. Morgan explains that you know he was trying to tell her to stop, not to get too close, and um, but, ne- but that he works for this <laughs> committee. In fact, you should call it the committee. And then now they're going to make her work for them. And then we see that the suited man is driving Dr. Morgan's van <laughs> at the end. And then that's the end of the episode. Um, yeah. Yeah. So Steve, before you
1: give we, we get into like our thoughts on mm-hmm. it and furthermore render a verdict, mm-hmm. I want to give you a little bit of additional information that I don't think you have about oh, VR five. Do tell. Because I'm guessing you didn't visit the VR five fandom Wikipedia.
0: I I went to the regular Wikipedia. I didn't realize there was a fan. Fandom Wikipedia. Steve,
1: there is an FAQ that is literally... I, If I had to guess how many pages it would be to print, I am
0: not... You know what? I'll
1: find out right now. File? Print?
0: <laughs> this is crazy. Wow, this, this is why this I, is this this is is why I hired you. You're really earning your money today.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to guess. It, it's loading the preview still, and I have a very powerful computer. Mm-hmm. I do uh, high-quality CG on this computer, and it's still waiting. I'm going to guess it's at least... 150 pages.
0: Would you say your Uh, computer is a VR6 or maybe even a VR7 at this point? It's funny you mentioned VR6 and 7 Steve, because I was about to bring them up. Because did you know that they come up? Um, I swear I... I don't know. If I try to regress back into my memories for 1995, I think I remember them mentioning something within the show. Um, So, basically
1: eventually in the show uh and obviously i'm going to be missing a lot of stuff because i didn't personally watch it i'm going sure. off like some synopsis from like the last few episodes but sure. um a few things have get revealed number one uh by the way in this faq people had written into fox apparently complaining about the implausibility of her using an acoustic modem and <laughs> older because acoustic <laughs> modems are like from like the 70s and 80s right 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 and that's what she's using, like how the impossibility of that being used to like get people into whatever. And Fox put out like I, I don't know if there was a press release or just like an email that they were sending back to people, but they, it's in this FAQ. And basically they were like saying like that it's going to be explained. Mm-hmm. And they do explain eventually how VR5 works. And it turns out that Dr. Joseph Bloom, her, Cindy's father mm-hmm. and the, uh, her sister, they never died. In the car crash. In fact, the car crash never even happened. Whoa. Because VR6 was used by fucking Sydney's mom to reprogram her memories of that. Whoa. And Nora Bloom, Sydney's mom, she's not in a coma because she tried to take a bunch of pills and commit suicide like we saw in this episode. that's not what happened at all, (gasps) Steve. She... Uh, got lost in VR while reprogramming Duncan and Sydney's memory. So for some reason, she was reprogramming Duncan's memory. I'm assuming she did something to make Duncan be, like, somebody that, like, looked out for her or something mm-hmm. like that would be my guess. But, um, which would be kind of weird because she must have done that when he was, like, a kid. Right. I, I don't know. Maybe he was the uh, the kid yeah, in the... GTT. Yeah, JTT. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I guess that was him, right? So, um, anyways, so some other stuff that ends up happening is, uh... People in VR six can work in teams to erase conditioning and memories uh, because they have access to each other's subconscious m- minds, which overlap to form the truth. The car accident never happened. Uh, it was a combination of VR programming and the actual abduction of Sydney's father and sister. Wow! Um, wow. So <laughs>
0: Whoa. basically,
1: uh, yeah, and there was some woman that I guess like helped uh, uh, the woman that was looking after Nora Bloom, uh, who mm-hmm. we saw in this episode. Uh, the mom, she's part of the committee. Mm-hmm. It turns out. I see. Um, but uh, yeah. Then there's also a VR seven that gets introduced. But the way VR five works is that apparently her dad, Doctor Joseph Bloom, had some kind of VR computer set up running this whole time, mm-hmm. and it was connected to like the telephone lines and oh. um, the, and like the key to accessing. Its power, the way Sydney does, has to do with like retinal patterns that have to be recognized. So obviously, he had, I guess set it up to like recognize her. Um, but later on, it turns out I guess that her dad might be insane because his personality was fractured with VR eight.
0: <laughs> <laughs> awesome.
1: So like, it sounds like they actually do some kind of like interesting stuff. And I did read that VR seven when it was mentioned and I guess shown. It used more, like, Wolfenstein 3D style graphics is how Mm -hmm. it was described. Um, So, yeah. And time and space apparently don't work the same way uh, in VR7 as, like, in the other VRs, Mm -hmm. whatever. But so, yeah. uh, And, like, apparently the committee at some point splinters, like, there's, like, some, like, infighting and there's, like, a faction called the Splinter Faction. And, like... Wow. So, I mean honestly like it sounds like some interesting stuff happens. However, I question the dialogue explaining these things yeah. and, and the quality
0: of it. Right, the execution you mean. Isn't there a uh, yeah. like a um uh the committee wolf pack and Latino committee? <laughs> yeah, basically there's a wolf pack uh committee white and red, right? Yeah. Like they did uh in WCW. Right, right. Um, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, all that stuff sounds interesting. It sounds like somebody plotted out an interesting season or mm-hmm. maybe even series. But unfortunately, they didn't have the ability to execute it well, at least according to this pilot. Right. um so yeah let's uh are we ready to render our verdicts i, I think we are i think we are all right here's uh, here's this one <laughs> all right yeah v r lasquez <laughs> you can use that anytime you want uh, uh, I'm d- do you <laughs> do you think VR 5 should be remembered for all of eternity or tossed into the virtual black hole of obscurity, never to be heard from again.
1: Well, Steve, before I run into my verdict, there was one last one thing I forgot to mention. Sure. That in the final episode mm-hmm. uh, where we find out a lot of stuff about like VR 6 and how like, you know, Sydney's mom was like really in the comic she was like stuck in VR, blah, 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 blah. blah. Sydney saves her mom. Mm -hmm. uh from vr6 or whatever whichever vr she's in (laughs) she saves her but sydney herself gets stuck in vr and because there's no more episodes after that like i guess it's like a cliffhanger uh, that never gets resolved but
0: anyways um wait wait do you think her and dr sam beckett are like teaming up somewhere (laughs) maybe uh jerry o'connell from sliders shows up later oh is he uh, did he get lost too at the end of sliders I don't want to give it away in case you ever watch. <laughs> All right. We'll have to cover sliders another time. Okay. Yeah, I
1: saw, oh, dude, I love sliders. Anyway. anyway yeah, I mean, me too. I mean, I mean, my opinion is unknown.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, mine too.
1: Uh, do I think... Am I the show? Uh, no. Fuck it. Oh, uh, yeah. The pilot is terrible. Yeah. Uh, it can, it can go sit on a pine cone
0: oh wow yeah no I um, I agree 100% uh, the characters were completely unlikable like I didn't like <laughs> I didn't care if anyone lived or died uh, whether it be yeah. in the real world or the virtual one um, like the only reason to watch this would just be to see like the the datedness of it all Yeah. Um, the, like we said before, the hilariously bad um, CGI and the art house style virtual reality, like colors and stuff. Right. Um, right. Unfortunately, it's just not a good pilot and wouldn't make anyone want to watch uh, any more episodes of what sounds like uh, could have been like a really cool series. And, yeah. And I, I saw online where I guess people wrote in for um, a revival of VR5. And, like, they couldn't even right, get past, like the, like, the script writing stage or something like that. Um, I don't even, I don't think they could pull it off now because, like, virtual reality isn't, like, hip and cool anymore. Um, I don't know. Um, but, yeah. So, we are going to toss it in the black hole of obscurity. Here it comes. Yes, please. Please do. Oh, whoops. That's the wrong one. Shoot. <laughs> um boom, boom. God, there it is. The heathens have spoken. You are obliterated. Wow, canceled. Just like Disney Quest was, (laughs) sadly. (laughs) I really loved that place. That was the best thing Disney ever did. Yeah, that was a cool place. Mm -hmm. Well... We can close the book on VR5, ladies and gentlemen. But if you want to watch, I guess, the entire series, it's up on archive.org. That's where I watch the pilots. Um, yeah, it's on YouTube as well.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know what the whole series is, but the, the pilots on YouTube, the quality is subpar. Quality right. is subpar on archive.org as well. But I think the archive one is a little better quality.
0: Yeah, I wish I could have found one with like old uh, commercials in it. That would've been hilarious. Um but uh yeah. So uh how's uh, how's everything going at wrestling with gaming?
1: Good, good. But um by the way, there is a uh VR 5 drinking game apparently. Oh. Uh, where basically, and it's like it has a lot of rules and just stuff about like, uh, you take like a sip every time you see Sydney wearing an unnecessarily skimpy outfit. Uh, you take a drink if um, for for each techno geek who complains about Sydney's use of an acoustic modem. Uh, every time Duncan says "Hey," you take a drink. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I, there's like a bunch of them. I, I guess there's some guy named Alex that becomes like a big thing later mm. on that they're like take a drink every time like he changes his uh her hairstyle I guess it's a woman. Uh mm. but the favorite my favorite was take one drink every time the dad drowns. Oh.
0: Oh. <laughs> so wow. Like it must he, get shown. He must be drowning a lot. Um Yeah. Speaking yeah. of uh I guess VR movies and I guess this sort of uh fits in just really quick I'll mention that I ironically watched uh, the matrix resurrections and uh man is it uh I'll just say that it is the the matrix movie that 2021 deserved uh yeah I've, I haven't watched it but I've heard it's
1: not great I was never uh, a huge fan of matrix mm-hmm. uh I mean like like everybody like when the first one came out I thought the effects were great mm. uh for the time you go back and watch them now you're like why does keanu's coat look like it's uh cg coat look like it's made out of plastic mm.
0: <laughs> you know like there's a lot of like really crappy cg in that movie if, um if you want to see some hilariously bad acting from keanu you can check out matrix resurrection i mean it is hilariously bad hilariously yeah. bad um but uh yeah anyway uh, other than that You uh, got a video coming out soon or what's going on over there? Uh, Working on two,
1: trying something different, working Mm -hmm. on two scripts at the same time. Uh, One of them is going to be, I'm basically going to George Lucas, one of my videos on the Game Boy camera, uh, redo it with uh, some fancy uh, CG. It was like my second or third video I ever made. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it doesn't have a ton of views, so I figured i will remake it, make it fancy. There's some more information that's come out since then, so I'll Revamping the script a little bit.
0: Yeah. Uh, throw and for the others. Throw Jar Jar Binks in there for no reason. Yep.
1: Awesome. Yep. And then for the other script that I'm working on, I'm gonna keep that one under wraps for now because I don't want
0: somebody to take it. Top secret, just like VR's seven through twenty. Yeah, I like it. I <laughs> it's like about it. VR
1: five. Uh, the
0: video. <laughs> Man, they the Sega CD really missed out on making a VR five CD ROM that no one would play. Uh, <laughs> Um, yeah, well, over here, just, uh, still getting more pages for issue one of, uh, of Escaped Earth. They're looking pretty sweet. Colorist. The is... artist is back off, of, back from vacation? Yeah, it was weird. He didn't really take too long of a one for, for Christmas. But for whatever reason, the colorist was MIA, or is still MIA until January 6th. I don't know. It's a French mm. thing, I guess. Pff, they're always... Yeah, they- Those Europeans uh,
1: get a you know
0: decent vacation time, healthcare, public healthcare. (laughs) Yeah, thank God I'm a god American who pays too much for healthcare.
1: Imagine healthcare being treated like a human right. <laughs> 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 VR people like VR dumb. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, well it looks like someone finally joined the chat right as we were uh, about to uh, wrap Paisley's
1: up. Paisley's here. Hey Paisley Boxers you
0: <laughs> What up? You you missed all the VRing. Yeah. yeah. But you can experience it uh yeah. And um, I tell
1: you, by the end of the show, I felt like I was VR fucked over <laughs> because <laughs> this shit sucked. Like you said, this show, it it, it was 45 minutes that lasted four hours.
0: Yeah. Yeah. As I was like taking notes, I felt like I was just filling up pages. And then when I went back and read them, I was like, whoa, that's only a couple of pages. Like, God,
1: it was just. And and well, you know, what's funny is like at some point during the sh- show, like um uh, when Sydney has her first experience with like pulling Pendula into virtual reality, mm-hmm. uh, she's asked Duncan, who's in the apartment, "Oh, how long was I out?" And he's like, "A few seconds," right. and you know, to her, it had been like you know, like thirty minutes or something. Right. Anyways, I felt
0: like I was in VR five. Well, right. So. Right. Yeah, I got gotcha you right there. Uh. Well, uh, Paisley boxers. I hate to cut it off here, but I think we are all done here on um, obscurity now. Um. Make sure you tune in next week at uh, the same obscure time, 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern, where we will be discussing uh, VR Troopers. Until then. Finally. Yeah. yeah, The whole internet's been waiting for that one. Uh, Or (laughs) rather, you have. Um, Yeah, apparently, because I thought this was VR Troopers.
1: (laughs) Yes. Ah, there's kids dying and fun kids. Ah so weird
0: (laughs) the gritty vr troopers reboot we never knew we needed all right uh all right we'll uh see you next time happy new year everybody you've been enjoying obscurity now a podcast that's recorded live to tape and streamed to twitch and youtube subscribe so you never miss an episode or hilarious quip take us with you by following the download links provided in the show notes to wherever you get podcasts and take notice of our various social media links. If that's what you're into, I'm not here to judge. And make sure you join us live next week at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific as we continue to discuss more obscure media only on Obscure Now.